Welcome to the Rochester Rundown, a local news podcast presented by MedCity Beat. Today's show marks a year and a day since Olmsted County reported its first case of COVID-19. In that time, our world has changed so much, but now we begin to look to the future. One of the best indications our world is ready to get back to some level of normalcy will be the return of live performance, music, theater, and other creative avenues that rely on in-person audiences to survive. As national touring acts begin to announce plans for 2021, local event organizers are grappling with what to do and how to plan for the future. We'll talk with three of them in a second. Plus, the news of the week, including an update on a Rochester athlete reaching new heights and tips from local health experts on what to do if you found out this week you are now eligible for the vaccine. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, March 12th, 2021. And let's get to the news. Just about one year ago, when the COVID-19 pandemic first set in, it became clear that unrestricted live entertainment would be among the last things to return to our society. Now, the question has always been, when will we get back to shows again? And up until recently, we didn't really have much of an idea. But now, the end of the pandemic might be coming into clearer view. All adult Americans will be eligible to get a vaccine no later than May 1. Roughly one in five Americans have already received at least one dose of a vaccine, and in Olmsted County, it's closer to one in three. Today, Governor Tim Walz announced the biggest rollback of COVID restrictions yet, among other things increasing capacity limits for large indoor events up to 3,000 people, and outdoor events in rare cases could go up to 10,000. Many of these things have not been open since last last March in terms of large venues and and some of those things, and that will be a dramatic change and one for the best. With vaccinations ramping up, music makers and event planners across the country are actively planning post-COVID large-scale events for late summer and early fall. In Las Vegas, for example, the Life is Beautiful Festival just announced its lineup for mid-September, Billie Eilish, Green Day, and Tame Impala, the three headliners. In Minneapolis, First Avenue just announced its first newly booked show, set for September as well. On the local level, Rochester's event planners are targeting the summer. Thursday's Downtown plans to return July 8th, and the city's other flagship music series, Down by the Riverside, will, in all likelihood, come back this summer. Although the city's civic music department believes its latest iteration will look a little different than years past. We're anticipating that um, it won't be an entirely normal summer. That's Steve Schmidt, executive director of Riverside Concerts. He says the headliners are under contract already and the local openers have submitted their applications. But almost everything else is still up in the air because COVID protocol is an ever-shifting target. How do we manage capacity levels following guidelines as they change? Okay, Because the ground keeps shifting under my feet. Every day it changes. He says Riverside is developing at least four different COVID preparedness plans based on the potential numbers and restrictions that could be in place at showtime. In all of them, masks will be required and distancing requirements will be in place. But past that, the contingency plans are numerous. If national headliners have tours rerouted or canceled and won't end up making a trip to Rochester, there's a possibility the opening band could become the headliner. If distancing is required, they'll implement safety pods with groups of the same household cordoned off together. And if capacity is restricted to a matter of hundreds, Riverside Concerts has expressed permission to livestream the shows, an unprecedented move in the industry, he says. And Schmidt adds he's optimistic for the summer, but there's a cold realism attached to it. The return of Down by the Riverside is coming soon, but a normal show, even outdoors, 
will likely have to wait until 2022. If I had to bet on it, because of how long it's going to take to get people in your age group, for example, you know, yeah. um, when okay. are you going to get vaccinated? It's going to take some time to get there. And so we need to plan for the eventuality that if there's a band that you want to see and you want to queue up to get a place and the, to come see the show, that we can accommodate you in a safe way. While Schmidt prepares to announce the full series lineup in June, the city's smaller venues have possibly a more difficult question to solve. What needs to happen for it to be safe to perform indoors again? Some places have already brought live music back to Rochester, although not always in a triumphant way. The North Star Bar took the fall last week when pictures of a maskless crowd at a show forced them to postpone their live music offerings for the foreseeable future. It's a fine line between hosting a rousing, relatively safe concert and a potential super-spreader event, according to Johnny Yukis, one of three co-founders of My Town My Music. The next show the trio puts on, he says, will only happen when restrictions allow it and when the public feels comfortable enough to attend. Now, one of these factors is easily quantifiable, the restrictions. The other isn't especially when you're booking shows months in advance. At some point, he says, they'll simply have to announce a show and see what happens. It's a bit of an educated guess, and then it's a bit of a roll of the dice, too. You know, you kind of have to just put it down and then hope for the best and hope that everything's in place when you get there. Before hosting any newly booked shows, My Town My Music will likely come back with a show at the castle featuring folk singer Lissy. It's been postponed for nearly a year, and it won't happen any sooner than the beginning of June. Now, that castle stage could be busy in the fall because it also plays home to Absolute Theater, which was in the middle of their season five run when the pandemic first hit. James Douglas, one of the two founding directors for Absolute, plans to ease them back into doing shows with scripts meant for two to three people. Although, those scripts have been difficult to find because almost everybody in the theater world has the same idea right now. You can't get the rights for two to three people's shows right now because everybody's trying to get the rights for them. <laughs> <laughs> because they're safer to do right now. Douglas says Absolute tried a few low-capacity shows over the summer and fall with limited attendance, but couldn't recoup the cost of putting on a show with those distance and limited crowds. They plan to start the return to theater with Grounded, a two-person show they did secure the rights to in May, and hopefully build up to a full-blown musical by the end of season six in early 2022. Since Absolute operates on that third floor of the castle, they don't have a normal theater-style seating. Instead, they bring out tables, which makes it easy to control crowd size and distance between groups. So it's a catch-22 for them. They can easily stay under capacity restrictions, but is it worth it to run a show that won't make much money? I think it's going to get better. Um, and for us, it looks like there's a light at the end of the tunnel that at least we'll be able to do some things. Yeah. But, you know, it has to be affordable for us to be able to do it. We have to be able to sell enough tickets to, you know, make it worthwhile for the production. Douglas described a palpable momentum that was building throughout Absolute's fifth season. Every show, nearly every night, was selling out. Yukis and Schmidt described the same phenomenon. There was energy building in all facets of Rochester's art scene before the pandemic snuffed it out. So the question in March 2021 is the same as it was in March 2020. Will that momentum come back quickly, or is it going to take some time? That uncertainty weighs on Douglas and everyone that relies on drawing an audience to pay their bills, but it seems we'll find the answer in a matter of months, which means the planning has to start now. There is no magic 
way to catch lightning in a bottle twice. I don't know what the, what the answer is, but I'm hoping that there's going to be such an excitement after a year of sitting at home and watching nothing but your computer and or your television um, that just getting out with a bunch of friends and doing something fun is going to reignite that world very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and, but it's all contingent on if the people feel safe doing it. Now we'll look at the top stories on our site, medcitybeat.com. Rochester's Matthew Hurd has shined in this sophomore campaign for the Duke Blue Devils men's basketball team, taking home the ACC's Most Improved Player Award and receiving first-team all-conference honors after leading all-conference players by averaging over 18 points per game. After an 11-11 season, though, Duke likely needed to win their conference tournament for us to see the former John Marshall Rocket in March Madness, and a positive COVID test ended the Blue Devils' season on Thursday. Two Rochester coffee shops brought good news this week. One is reopening and one's opening for the first time. For the first time since March 2020, Fiddlehead Coffee Company began welcoming customers to its downtown shop this week, located right next to the Government Center. Also, Scooter's Coffee, a fast-growing chain with nearly 400 locations nationwide, plans to open its first Rochester location in the former Dobby's Bakery spot on South Broadway by the end of the month. And finally, as the vaccination count in Olmstead County crosses the one-third threshold, local health leaders are encouraging residents recently made eligible for a vaccine to sign up wherever they can, whether it's through the state, their provider, the public health department, or a pharmacy. The various vaccine sign-up systems are not connected, leading to a patchwork of enrollment options. Just make sure you're connected to as many as possible. And that's where we're going to leave it this week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beat. Thanks for coming back after we took a couple weeks off from the show. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you next Friday.